Hey, what's up, guys? <clears throat> Troncast episode four. We're going to dig into a draft review. Um, the first thing you may notice is that I'm not in my car because of the coronavirus. I'm working from home full time. So I'm in my office uh, at the house, and I don't know what the acoustics are like. And frankly, I probably won't even go back and check. So sorry if it doesn't sound great, but it's got to be better than um, my downshifting in the background. So uh, without any further ado, I'm going to get into the podcast and what I plan to talk about. So I'm going to go through the SHL draft, the way that it unfolded, um, talk about who was picked and uh, whether I agree with the pick at the time or um, or I don't. Um I did a little bit of background research that I'll talk about first. I went through every team's roster and uh, marked down the position of the player. Um, their TPE at the as of yesterday is when I did this. So I know some updates were still coming through. Um, I know Reese wasn't updated yet. So um, I th- I'm sure that that was a problem around the league with the switch to FHM that uh, we're just still waiting on updates. Uh, but anyway, I took um, all the TPE yesterday, so uh, it may be a little inaccurate, uh, inaccurate if um, updates haven't come through for certain players. Uh, the season that the player played in, their position, uh, and like I said, their TPE value. Then I kind of put together what the team's current roster is. Uh, so each team, I have their average TPE per position. Uh, for goaltenders, I use max TPE because a lot of teams are carrying goaltenders that are very low TPE because in Simon, it didn't really matter. Um, it remains to be seen if FHM is the same way um, with injuries turned off. Maybe you can just ride one goaltender. So I went ahead and did the maximum TPE for the goaltenders, but I did average for the rest of the roster for forwards and defense. Uh, I didn't exclude, I guess, meme players. So... CeeLo Green is out there on one of these teams with 28 TPE, and I didn't exclude him because I just uh, I didn't want to look through all the lines to see how everybody was being used before um, including them or excluding them from the analysis. So some of these numbers may be biased down by stuff like that, uh, but I think overall it gives a pretty good picture of who the good teams are and the bad teams are. So just to give you an example, Manhattan, who just won the Challenge Cup, have an average of 1,314 TPE among their forwards, uh, and that's best in the league, Uh, 1,114 among their defense, that is uh, top five in the league, and their goaltender is 1,303, uh, and that is, a quick glance, looks like fourth in the league. So that's pretty... I think that's a pretty good indication that that's a, a good team. We'll compare that against um, Toronto, who, you know, that's the team I was drafted to, Reese Pritchard, and um, everybody knows the TP is low in Toronto. We've seen the memes. Um, but I have 644 for their average TP among forwards, 608 for their average TPM, TPE among defenders, and that's biased up by a move they made today, which I went ahead and included because I was aware of it uh, to, to bolster that defense. And then uh, Carpy's TPE is 1258, and he kindly let me know that that's not right, but I didn't want to go through and re-update everybody's TPE today because it's just such an arduous task. Um, so that's where we're at. You can see 
I think I've got the the TPE numbers right, and I think these kind of reflect who's good and who's bad at a, at a quick glance. Um, and then I went through, in addition to that, I have all the prospects that were not drafted this year, so all the 52 and younger listed as prospects. Um, I grabbed their eight, average TPE, and I initially thought I would do this podcast based on um, just that figure. But then I realized, you know, some of these guys were just draft uh, just drafted last year, and they'll bias down the numbers. It doesn't mean they're bad prospects. It just means they need a little bit more seasoning in the J before they come up. So what I did instead was I created a new column uh, where I took uh, their current season, uh, the current season, minus the player's um, draft season, you know, and then plus one for the junior, and divided their TPE minus 155 by that figure. So I know I just said a bunch of words. So I took their TPE currently minus the 155 you start at. So that's the TPE gained over their career. And I basically divided it by the number of years they've been playing. So that gave me numbers like 183 on the high end. And then obviously like zero on the low end for guys that are like at 155 or even guys that have hit regression that were already at 155. Like some of those meme players I was talking about. But anyway, it's uh, the figure is supposed to be like the average TP that you gain per year. Uh, I didn't do anything for players in regression um, but because I was going to use this figure primarily to rank prospects. Um, so then I have an overall count of forwards, defense, and goalies for, for prospects, those that rank as prospects currently not on their team's roster. Um, Although I don't think everyone's roster is updated, so some of these guys might get called up. Um, I know Toronto's was updated, and um, so that's that's reflected in this analysis. Um, and then <clears throat> I took that figure and I, I categorized t uh, prospects into three categories. So, for instance, Hamilton has two forward prospects. Um, let me while I'm calling out Hamilton. Let me make sure I scroll down to Hamilton and, and get this right. They have one at 90.5 TPE per year and one at 140.6 TPE per year. So I my breaks were at 150, 150. So anybody 150 or more, I guess that's your elite prospects. Um, that's per year. Everybody at 100 or more per year is your your good or great prospects, and everybody at 50 or more is your um, your okay to, to good prospects. So I just kind of came up with those um, based on what I was seeing in um, in the average TPE TPE per year count column. I don't know if it's accurate. Um, I I don't really have any basis for it other than just some way to kind of qualify these prospects. Um, so going back to Hamilton's example. They had one prospect that qualified as 100 or more um, and one prospect that qualified as 50 or more. So their two forward prospects fall into those two buckets. Um, it's possible that you have they have prospects that did not um, gain 50 or more per year. Uh, those are just considered, I guess, uh, bust out prospects or, you know, not prospects anymore. So... Anyway, uh, so that's the kind of the background of the analysis that I did. Um, now, what I want to try to do is go through pick by pick and um, and kind of, I don't know if I want to assign a letter grade to each pick, but at least talk about what the rationale is and what maybe I would have done with that pick. Um, 
However, this is going to be made a little bit more difficult because no one went through and updated the SHL entry draft um, list. So I have to go through post by post, which is going to be, uh, it is what it is. Um, so that's what I'll do uh, to get started here. So Winnipeg had the first overall pick in the draft. Um, they took a defenseman. Um, I'm not really going to mess with the names with some of these guys. So I'll just say that this was Rose Puff is the user. Um, it's pretty clear looking at the analysis why they picked a defenseman. They don't have any defensive prospects. Um, they have some mediocre forward prospects. They have um, a great goaltender prospect and then uh, some, some goaltenders that have kind of gone inactive. Um, but they uh, desperately needed some defense, and uh, that's what they did with this, with this top pick. It's hard to fault them. Um, Rose Puff's a great user. He's active around the site. And, um, and yeah, he's a, he's now a Winnipeg Jet. So, um, the second overall pick went to Emma Vasquez Cuddles, JSS was the user, um, to the Tampa Bay Barracuda. So looking at Tampa Bay and what they might've been thinking at the time, they don't have any goaltender prospects, um, but it's probably a little early to take a goaltender. Um, actually while I'm, while I'm doing this, I want to pull up the summary even though it's not filled in so I can kind of see where else Tampa Bay was was scheduled to pick so Tampa Bay had another pick at 12 um and by the way just for you listeners I did not go through this ahead of time I'm doing this on the fly um so I don't even know who was picked at 12 because I haven't I haven't even gone back to look how my mock did um but I do see that Tampa Bay is picked at 12 I mean if I were them I'd be starting to look at maybe the best goaltender on the board if he's still there. Uh, but you can't argue with going with um, Cuddles. Cuddles is a believer recreate. He was one of the high TPE earners uh, for this class. He is a recreate. Um, huge bank account. High, uh, tied for the highest TPE in this class. Um, that's a great pick. A great pick by Tampa Bay to kind of fill out that um, that defense where... They're a little lacking, lackluster uh, from the, from a prospect perspective. They only have one uh, defensive prospect. He is a 100 or more TPE earner, so kind of that middle tier uh, prospect. And uh, yeah, so that's that's pick two. Pick three, uh, Steve Harrington. So this is a forward um, to Buffalo. So Buffalo had no forward prospects currently. No defensive prospects currently, so they're going best player available here. Um, I agree with it. I mean, he, the the user's great around the, the site. Um, he's not the highest TPE earner in this class. Um, he's, I think, listed at ninth uh, in TPE in this class at two seventy nine, um, which is great. Uh, so he must have impressed in the uh, in the interviews with the with management and um, he yeah with the Buffalo management and he's definitely an active user on the site so you can't argue with that pick uh, Buffalo gets some depth that they need um, Buffalo has a couple of picks in the first round they have another one at seven so and another one at eighteen. I'm not going to go past this, the second round in this. That just sounds like a drag. Who wants to listen to that? 
Um, so anyway, uh, on to the fourth pick, Texas Renegades take Edward Williams. Now, this is a player that I know well because I GM uh, British Isles, and he's active, as active as you can be in the British Isles um, WJC um, Discord yeah, because it's kind of kind of a ghost town in there. I've been trying to get people chatting in there, but it's just everybody else has different locker rooms they're in, so it's understandable. But anyway, so I'm I'm aware of Williams. I was hoping he would fall to Toronto, but it became pretty clear as the mocks were coming out that um, Texas was high on him and that he wasn't going to get past Texas. So um, let's look at uh, Texas, what they have and what they don't have. So Texas has three forward prospects. Um, one of them qualifies as excellent. One of them qualifies as great. Um, they are... And then the, th the third one doesn't qualify into any of the categories. Um, on defense, they have a excellent prospect and two great prospects, and they don't have any goaltender prospects. I think this is a great pick, um, filling out that forward uh, crew. They're, um, they are going to need a goaltender at some point. Their goaltenders in Texas are, their um, starter is at 565 TPE, which is last in the league. Uh, I honestly don't know if the user is active. That it could be that that guy is um, is a great active with a great future, but right now it, it looks like a gaping hole, uh, especially when they when you consider that Texas has no goaltending prospects whatsoever um, currently. So something to watch as the kind of the draft unfolds. Um, Los Angeles Panthers had the next pick, and they took jimmy wagner this was another one that i think uh we were hoping would fall to us in toronto i know ml said that uh, he had a good relationship with him and uh, that they grew up close to the same town or something like that um buffalo are a, a los angeles i think traded up for this pick um let me confirm that here live when you get some dead air while i do that yeah they traded uh this pick from buffalo so Buffalo moves back two spots. Los Angeles moves up two spots so that they can jump West Kendall to get uh, Jimmy Wagner. If you've seen Jimmy Wagner's media, it's awesome. He does like uh, kind of Players Tribune style articles, and it's just super well-written and fun to read. So this was a user that I was kind of hoping would, would join the Toronto locker room. I don't I don't really know him. I just think he, he seems like a good guy. But uh, <clears throat> obviously a guy like that's going to be in demand. So he, he went to Los Angeles. And um, I think that's that's a great pick. So in terms of where he fits in Los Angeles' plan, um, they don't have any like elite prospects um, at any position. Um, they have two forward prospects that qualify as like okay to good, so the 50 or more per year TPE earners. So I think Wagner could fill a, a gap there as kind of uh, he looks to be like an elite prospect um, in this in this draft. So I think that's a great pick for Los Angeles. Um, they don't pick again till the end of the second round, like pick 30. So um, be interesting to see what they do since they don't have any defensive prospects or goaltender prospects currently, um, currently playing for them. So, yep. So that was pick five. Pick six was Ethan Duncan. So Ethan is... Uh, as I as I click around, 
Ethan Duncan was the 11th TPE earner. Well, tied for uh, tied with Steve Harrington for 279. So there was a three-way tie there. Um, he's a center, two-way forward in uh, in Simon at least. We'll see. Remains to be seen what those player builds will be with the new uh, new new sim engine. So sixth overall selection, Ethan Duncan um, to West Kendall. West Kendall. Uh, kind of what their needs are. Um, they don't have any defensive prospects or goaltender prospects. And um, they do have three prospects that qualify as forwards. Um, so two that are earning more than 100 TPE per year and one earning more than 50 TPE per year. So they, this didn't seem like a position of need, but I guess they're going best player on the board here. Um, and it's hard to fault them. Um, this is a very deep class. It's uh, obviously with the Reddit draft, um, that that kind of thing happens. But it's crazy to see you know guys uh, that would be probably first overall in their classes individually uh, kind of get clustered, and you know how these teams rank them is just super interesting. So um, if it were me running West Kendall, I probably would have went defense. But um, I understand how these interviews go and. You know, you fall in love with a guy because he's a great locker room fit, and uh, you know it's it's hard to it's hard to make a wrong move here with with some of these guys. So, and uh, as far as West Kendall goes, they didn't pick again until 26th. So this was their shot to get somebody early, uh, and I think they they hit a home run here. Even if I probably would have gone defense. Um, so let's get to pick seven. Got to keep scrolling here. Uh, pick seven was Zombie Wolf user, so Yaska Sepala, and this was Buffalo. So let me, they don't put the position in here necessarily. All right, so he was a forward, left winger, um, and Buffalo having just taken a forward. Jeez, Dave, you know what? I need to mark these down as I go. Let me go back here. This will be just great radio. Um, they took Steve Harrington, right. So they took a forward with their first pick and a forward with their second pick. Uh, both these users are great. Um, Sepala ranks uh, third in the class in TPE with 291. Um and rumors had it that he wanted to go to Buffalo. Um, he was a recreate, so that makes sense that he would have a, a preference there. So uh, good of Buffalo to not, you know, take advantage of that and and draft him way later. So they they took him here at seven. Um, it's a good pick. Um, I probably would have gone defense for Buffalo, but I mean, they have a guy who wants to play for them. You're not going to pass that up. Um, just because uh, Harrington was a forward, so I would have gone. I would have gone defense with the pick, but um, can't fault them. I, like I said, with these early picks, it it all looks pretty good. Jeez, um, I wish I was tracking this as I went. That's all right. I'll do it from now on. So Wagner went to L.A. Yeah. All right. Uh, then we get to Toronto. So Toronto 
um, I can let you in on kind of what the locker room was like. Um, we were all looking at different defensemen. Um, we were looking at, I think, three different defensemen. ML, I should say. I mean, I don't have any say. Uh, just we, we just chatted about it in the locker room a little bit on uh, who's at, who is ML looking at. Um, originally, we heard that Jack Kanoff was not going to go. He didn't want to go to Toronto. He wanted to go. Um, I don't know if he had one team in particular in mind, but uh, at any rate, he came off of our board because he told ML, you know, I don't want to play there. Um, and then at some point, somebody talked him up and on Toronto, and uh, he changed his mind. So he immediately became the best defenseman, d defenseman available, you know, top of our board. Uh, and ML did, like, he at least said he was considering other options still, uh, but ultimately I, it was hard to pass up Jack Kanoff. So, um, and he was, geez, I should add a column here for the ranking so I don't have to do this every time. All right. Sometimes Excel just does like exactly what you don't want it to do, and other times it just... It, it's like it's reading your mind, but most of the time it's like, why why would I copy one all the way down that column? I'm obviously trying to rank these guys. Uh, so he was the number five TPE earner in his class with 288. Um, I mean, when you can get a top five TPE earner at eight, I think this is a, a home run pick by ML. Um, and he's already been great in the Discord. So, uh, and with Toronto calling up, um, some of its defensive prospects this year to the to the big league roster there this is a this is a need because they have a lot of young forwards uh, a lot of forward prospects uh, five, four five six seven seven that qualify as one of my categories uh, one at 150 or more I think that's probably Reese uh, two at 100 or more and four at 50 or more TPE per year so they're kind of stacked at forward um, and you know they're going to need to replenish their prospect pool for defensemen after calling up these uh, these young guys, these rookies, to the SHL this season. So uh, I think it's a great pick for uh, for Toronto Jackanoff, which is a great mean name, um, but I refuse to say it uh, probably the way he wants me to say it. <laughs> so uh, scrolling, scrolling because I have to figure out where the next pick is. Um, looking for number nine here. All right, pick uh, number nine. They took Bradley Barkoff. So this is one of the other guys that Toronto was considering. And I think in my mock, I had Barkoff going way lower. Um, but he is a defenseman. And let's see, number 17 in TPE, 277, tied for actually 15th. Um, you can see like just how closely everybody's gathered in TPE. Um, I mean, Kenoff was fifth with 288, so 11 less than that got you 17th place. So uh, Barkoff's a great pick. Like I said, we were considering him in Toronto um, for the number eight pick. And um, let's gotta get better at navigating this here. Is it Calgary? Yeah, so Calgary 
kind of where they stood from a prospect perspective. They don't have any defensive prospects. So this was um, will immediately upgrade their prospect pool. Um, they don't have any goaltending prospects. They have one uh, offensive prospect that gains more than 50 TPE per year. Uh, so they they desperately need to kind of reload the talent, and um, they don't pick again until 25. Um, Toronto, by the way, I skipped that. They have two picks in the second round at 24 and 29. Um, they traded another one uh, in a pre-draft day trade to bring in Danny Marston from um, Minnesota, which I also think was a great deal, but then again, I'm biased. I'm, uh, I'm biased as a, uh, as a Toronto North Star. Uh, at this point, we had a trade. Minnesota um, trades their 16th overall pick and a season 54 first for Edmonton, uh, their pick 10. So that was uh, so Manhattan trades up in order to get Juka Timonen. Uh, the user is small in Nikowski seven. And so Timonen was uh, defenseman, um, first gen, kind of a big bank account, 21 million, uh, 279 TPE, good for um, a tie for ninth with Steve Harrington. So uh, great, great pick. Another defenseman off the board. Um, Calgary has no defensive prospects, so this immediately fills a need uh, for them. Did I see? I said Calgary. Manhattan has no defensive prospects. This fills a need for them. They actually have no offensive prospects. Uh, they have a decent goaltender prospect, but um, yeah, they needed uh, a defenseman. They actually, um, they're stronger on offense than they are on defense at the SHL level, so that's probably what they had in mind with this pick. Uh, hard to blame them. I think this is a great pick. Uh, they need to go defender. This is one of the best on the board, and um, they trade up to do it. So um, good trade, good pick, and uh, yeah. 11th was Chicago, and they took, um, not even going to try that name. The user is N. Hamlet. So Mint. Minamino, Minamino, okay, sure, uh, with the 11th overall pick, so um, bear with me as I scroll around here, there he is, Minamino was the 25th, 25th overall uh, earner, he's a winger, uh, power forward, 266 TPE for the Newfoundland Berserkers, um, Chicago, as far as their needs, they needed a forward. Um, so this is a great pick for them. They don't have any uh, forward prospects, one of three teams that don't have any forward prospects. Um, they do have an elite, uh, I'm sorry, a good defensive prospect who's earning more than 50 TPE uh, per year. So um, forward makes sense this is, as a position they, they want to bolster. Um, you know, if I'm Chicago, let's see where else they pick. Yeah, they don't have another pick in the in the first or second round, so it's they had to take their guy. So I think they maybe reached a little bit, um, but 
they probably saw something in the locker room that they really liked. And, um, you know, hard to fault them. Like I said, with a Reddit draft, this, this runs so deep. Um, then we got to Tampa Bay's next pick. Uh, the, so their second pick of the draft. Uh, 12th, 12th overall, they took uh, Valentin Kalashnikov. 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 Um, 12th overall. So let's see where they're at. Um, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Uh, they took, geez, what did I say? It was a, it was a forward, wasn't it? Um, I said they needed a goaltender, right? Geez, I might have to cut some of this dead, dead air. This is a lot more brutal than having my notes in front of me and prepared. Valentin Kalashnikov. There he is, a defender. Um, so I think I said this in the beginning. Um, they took a defender with their first pick and uh, a defender with their second pick. And I said this when they, when they made their first pick. If it were me, I would have gone goaltender. Uh, they do have good SHL goaltending. Um, one of the one of the tops in the league. Um, you know, top, top seven, I guess. Um, so that's probably what they were thinking. Um, but I think in FHM, you're going to need to be you know, a little deeper in goal. So maybe they have somebody late uh, who's a sleeper for them, but they do pick another defender. Um, as far as skaters, they have less defenders than forwards. So if you're going to go skater, uh, it makes sense for them to bolster defense for uh, for Tampa Bay Barracudas. So that's that. 13th overall pick um, is the New Orleans Spectres. So this is their first pick in the draft. Tampa Bay picks again at 17, FYI. Um, so this is the Spectres' only pick in the first two rounds. They're, they take Urban Cassius. So this guy is a defender. Um, he fell uh, quite a bit from where his TPE earning is. So he's at 289 TPE. Um, the last top defender on the board, or I guess I would say the highest remaining defender on the board, um, Cassius, so he is a recreate uh, user pack and uh, offensive-minded defenseman, 289 TPE, uh, 30 million in the bank. So this seems like a slam dunk pick, uh, especially when you can get this guy at 13, um, fourth overall in TPE for his class. I know a lot of teams um, have different philosophies on recreates, so that might have played in. Um, or maybe the recreate, you know, has a specific team in mind that he wants to go to. Uh, that also makes sense. So from New Orleans perspective, um, they have two, one good forward prospect earning one excellent forward prospect earning 150 more TPE per year and, um, a good defensive prospect and an excellent goaltender prospect. So this was, a, a easy pick for them, pick the best defender on the board, uh, top five earner. This looks like somebody who's going to be a top earner in his class. So, um, you know, this is a slam dunk pick and shores up a area of need in their, in their farm system. So great pick by New Orleans. And, um, 
Then we get back to the Winnipeg Jets. This pick came from Buffalo originally, and they take a center, Reed Sutherland. Um, so Winnipeg, who took a forward in um, with the first pick, right? Or am I remembering wrong? Well, in, in any case, Sutherland is the 14th overall earning uh, TPE in his class with 278 TPE. Uh, he's a playmaker center. And yeah, Winnipeg did take a defenseman first. So I'm kind of filling that in as I go. Uh, Winnipeg has one now defensive prospect. They had none coming into the day, uh, into the draft. They don't have any elite uh, talent at forward, so maybe this is their their shot here. Um, they do have two other uh, forward prospects that don't qualify as elite, um, but this is uh, probably what I would have done in in Winnipeg's shoes: go defense first with that top pick, and then um, you know you have an elite goaltending prospect in Strom Chamberlain, so uh, fill out, fill out forward with that uh, top twelve pick, and. Um, you know, hard to argue with Winnipeg. I think they had a great first round. Um, they did not pick in the second round. So that that's done as far as I'm going to cover them. Uh, the San Francisco Pride were next. Um, this is their first pick of the round. San Francisco has a quality forward prospect uh, earning more than 100 TPE. They have a quality... Defensive prospect earning 100 more TPE and a quality goaltender prospect earning 100 or more TPE. Those are only three prospects. They're all um, earning 100 or more. I think that they're in a pretty good position in terms of their um, roster construction. They uh, have a low TPE goaltender, but uh, like I said, I didn't go through to see uh, if this guy was still active or if any of these guys were still active. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that's a t that's a goaltender on the rise uh they've got a d great defensive core in san francisco and their offense is um pretty good too in terms of tpe so if i'm san francisco with this pick uh i'm taking best player available so let's see what they did um sven svensson that's a sweet name sven svensson Yep, can't find him on my list. Oh, there he is. Um, so this one, this user is Lord Birdman. Birdman, uh, number 16 overall TP earner, so in that cluster at 277. Um, he's an updater, so active on the site. Already got 13 million in the bank as a, as a um, first gen. I don't know how these guys earn this kind of money. It has to be, well, he's updating, so... It's a, it's a big-time job, but these numbers for these rookies in their bank account is just insane. I have like 500000 in there right now, um, but anyway, <laughs> I've got to find some way to make money. Well, that's what the podcast is for, right? This is why you're all listening, so that I can cash in. Um, so anyway, well, sorry about that tangent there. So uh, they took a forward, um, I think maybe not best player available, but um, 
that's certainly certainly can't argue with the pick. Um, one interesting note at this at this point in the draft is noticing Rocco Barini, who is a recreate uh, user blues, is just tumbling down this draft board. He's a uh, tied for top in TPE with Cuddles, and still on the board. So I don't know if there's issues with the user there or um, you know they, there's a specific team they want to go to or something went wrong with the previous create but you know there's a myriad of reasons why a guy could fall but uh, when we're talking about 15th overall uh, for the top earner in their class um, certainly something that uh, you question so San Francisco takes what they perceive to be the best player available um, hard to argue with it that's uh it's a good pick um, a 277 TPE earner uh, at 15th in the round just shows you how deep the class is. I mean, that's a that's a top five pick in a normal year. So uh, that was San Francisco's only pick in the first two rounds. Um, Manhattan Rage are up next. Um, interesting. I must have a trade. There must have been a trade because. The 16th overall here is listed as Edmonton. So guess we missed a trade. Um, Vancouver Whalers, uh, William Hartman. So this is the other guy that uh, ML was considering, I think, for number eight in Toronto. So see him fall to 16th uh, is interesting. He um, goes to Edmonton. He's a forward. Um, 277 TPE, so in that cluster of guys. Uh, Canadian Canuck is the name of the user. And um, in terms of what Edmonton needed, uh, they have a good prospect pool at forward, um, though not all of them are super active. Uh, they only have two that are earning more than 50 TPE. Um, so this will kind of bolster their, their forward prospect or rebuild their forward prospect pool. Um, they do have a defender that earns more than 100 TP per year, but they have no goaltending prospects to speak of. So I may have gone goaltender here. Uh, we still haven't seen the first goaltender come off the board. Um, I guess that's just so need-based. Um, but you think with FHM, I, I hear people talking about how goaltender is going to matter more. Um, so it'll be interesting to see... Uh, how people adjust to the new sim engine but in any case uh it's a good pick by the way whalers like i or, uh, i'm sorry by the by the blizzard um like i said i probably would have gone goaltender but um i mean toronto was considering hartman for a uh, number eight pick so we're talking about a top 10 pick here that you got at 16th overall at the end of the round so all right uh back to tampa bay tampa bay took um Frederick Wainsley, so this is another guy from the uh, British Isles. Um, he plays out of Detroit right now. Um, and he's a forward. Um, Tampa Bay takes two defenders in the first round and starts the second round with a forward. So I think they're, they're doing a good job of diversifying their prospect pool. Um, they still don't have any goaltender prospects, uh, but... Um, there, you know, with this collection of first-round talent that they got, and uh, and second-round talent here, it looks like they're they're building for the future in Tampa. And um, it wasn't 
just a couple of seasons ago they were competing for a challenge cup so um it's a, it's a good draft by uh by tampa and does that yeah that completes uh their first two rounds so they'll close the book on them um buffalo is picking again this is their third pick in the draft they picked at three and seven and they're picking now at 18 uh and they take zoltan topalo um Zoltan DePaulo. Oh, man, I am just not great at looking this stuff up on the fly. There he is. Um, so number 13 TPE earner in his class. Uh, 278 TPE. He's a winger. Um, let's flip over to their needs. So Buffalo takes their third forward. Uh, they still don't have any defensive prospects, but I guess they're going best player available here, which I think Zoltan probably is at this point. Um, still interesting that they would not uh, pick up a defender in the first two rounds um, with where they're at um, in a, from a prospect perspective. But, uh, yeah. So I guess they were strictly going best player available here. I, I do question that move. I think I would have gone defense. But, um, yeah, well, it is what it is. So uh, Texas is up next. They have the um, 19th overall pick in the so second round, pick three. And they take uh, Burlock Suffler Gold. And he is... Um, number 12 earner. So, um, I overlooked him in terms of like best player, player available. I mean, he's tied 278, uh, TPE, um, power forward winger, um, also out of Detroit. Detroit is just stacked with rookies. It's annoying because they're going to be really good next year. And I'm going to have to put, sit through that in the, in juniors, but, uh, Hey, shout out if you're listening to Muted Faith. Well, your team looks really good. I'm acknowledging it here. You guys have to be favorites going into the Sim Engine, I think. Um, yeah. Burlock Surflagold, uh, a winger from Detroit. Um, Texas needed... Oh, wow. They've got a lot of prospects. Texas... I guess... Um, I guess this is the right move. I probably would have gone goaltender. They don't have any goaltending prospects. Uh, and I think I talked about this with their last pick. Their um, SHL goaltender is last in the league in TPE with 565. So surprising they're not um, addressing that position. Um, but they do have good forward depth and uh, good defensive depth from prospects. So uh, Texas looks strong uh, upcoming, uh, up-and-coming team. So that's their last pick pick uh nope just kidding they have one at 21 um so pick 20 is minnesota minnesota selects rocco barini so this is a guy that i said was uh 306 tpe the top tpe earner in his class username blues um falls all the way to 20th um that's a slam dunk of a pick for minnesota picking up a guy who, who's tumbled um and 
that was Minnesota's first pick in the draft, too. So it's like they got the number one overall, really, as long as he's a locker room fit. So that's a great it's a great pick by uh, Spartan Jibbles. Um, yeah, good pick by the Chiefs. So let's look at what they, what they needed before I move on. Um, they have lots of great prospects. Um, they have a forward prospect earning 150 more TPE, three more forward prospects earning um, 100 or more TPE, uh, defensive prospects. Um, no, they don't have any qualifying defensive prospects. They have a defensive prospect, but he doesn't earn more than 100, more than 50 TPE. Um, but uh, I would say Minnesota needs to go defense or goaltender here just because they, they have a lot of forward prospects. But, I mean, when you have a guy that was top TPE earner in his class and he falls to a 20, it's good. Not hard to find fault with that pick. So um, Minnesota has another pick at the end of the second round, so we'll see what they do with that. Uh, Texas Renegades up next. I'm going to speed things up just a little bit here. Um, they take Eric Hudson, a winger from the St. Louis Scarecrows. Um, Texas taking another forward. Um, I just don't think I agree with that when they need, have a clear goaltending need in their uh, prospect pool. But, uh, yeah, that's I don't run franchises, so what do I know? Um, New England Wolfpack take Ethan Price. This guy came from um, to, from Anaheim, so this is a teammate of mine. He's a great user in the locker room. I think this is a great pick for anybody uh, picking picking him up. But then again, I've got my Anaheim bias. Um, so the Wolfpack um, the Wolfpack uh, pick up a forward prospect here late. Um, they've got some good depth at defense. Um, and they don't have any elite forward prospects, so this is a it's a good a good move for them. They've got a decent goaltender prospect, so uh, this is a good move for New England. I, I like this pick a lot, especially because uh, I like the user personally. So, um, yeah. So let me let me scroll down here and find the next pick. So twenty third overall. Um, back to Tampa Bay again. So another great, uh, another Tampa Bay pick. So this is Jerry Huvery. <laughs> did, he, did he mean for that to rhyme? That's hilarious. The names in this league just cracked me up. So um, let's, let's find this guy on my list. I cannot find him on my list. Oh, that's because they spelled it wrong in the post. Huh, hilarious. All right, so the first goaltender off the board. Um, so 266, 27th earner in his class, but the top goaltender. Um, Tampa Bay finally addresses that goaltender position. I've been saying that they need to address with every single pick uh, that, that they take. Um, they obviously had their guy in mind, and, um, and they got him. So top goaltender off the board at um, 23rd. And here you go, folks. This is why I don't run a uh, franchise, because... Um, you know, I would have picked a goaltender way too early. I mean, they got the best one at uh, 23, and I was calling for them to do it at 12. So if anybody's wondering why I don't GM, that's why. Uh, Toronto North Stars at 24 took Taylor Johansson. This is another uh, Anaheim outlaw. Uh, the guy's been great in the locker room so far. He's a forward. 
Um, Toronto is looking for prospects all over the place. Uh, they picked a defender with their first one, to, and they take a, um, a forward here, increasing that, that depth uh, that they have in that position. Um, I don't know if I'm ML. Uh, now that I'm looking at this, I think at the time I was saying that um, you know we should take a defender and a forward, but maybe, maybe it makes sense to take multiple defenders here. Uh, or maybe even a goaltender prospect behind Carpy, but um, yeah, can't can't fault it because I, I really like the user um, Taylor Johansson. So um, great pick, uh, great pick by ML. Calgary takes the with the twenty fifth overall pick, Chris Desarin. Um, let me quickly confirm his position because they don't always put these in here. We're getting into the. Um, getting into the prospects that I know a lot less from because I didn't, um, I didn't really do a ton of scouting. Chris DeSarin is 23rd overall prospect, 267 TPE, uh, sniper forward, um, Calgary took, um, took a defender with their first pick. So taking a forward here, uh, rounds out a good skater class. Uh, they still could use a goaltender um, in this draft, but uh, that's the last pick that they have. Oh, no, they have one at 32, so they'll have one at the end of the second round. Uh, West Kendall Platoon is on the clock, and they take Ziggy Tambo. Here is another Anaheim Outlaw. This is a great pick. Um, this guy's um, active in the locker room. Um, even though he's a little further down the, the earners list, um, let me quickly find him. Uh, he's a good he's a good user. So 26th overall earner at 266. Um, yeah, playmaking winger. Um, it's a good pick by Wes Kendall. So checking out what they needed. Um, coming into the draft, they could have used defensive prospects. Um, and of course, I don't have written down what they took with their first pick uh, at six. Oh yeah, they took um, a forward. So they could use defenders, but they take two forward. They're probably looking best player available. I think if I'm if I'm the GM of West Kendall, I'm doing things slightly differently to pick up some defensive prospects. But um, at any rate, uh, they get they got a good pick in Ziggy um, at number twenty six. So twenty seven is Manhattan. Um, they're going to take a right winger, uh, Hiroshi Ohira, 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 Hiroshi Ohira. Um, so let me quickly research his, uh, numbers. There he is, uh, 24th overall earner at 267 TPE, uh, winger, offensive minded. Um, it's a great pick. Let's flip over to Manhattan's prospect pool. Uh, they didn't really have any prospects. They took a defender first. Uh, I'm sorry, they do have one one good good to great goaltender prospect earning more than 100 TPE. Um, they take a forward and a defenseman to kind of round out. They don't have any prospects at those any skater prospects. So one of each is is good in the first two rounds. Um, yeah, hard to fault that pick by uh, by Manhattan. Hamilton Steelhawks on the clock. Uh, what? 
Did I skip, did I skip one? Oh, yeah, they just didn't. Hamilton did not put much behind that uh, post, just one little post. Um, Rickard Hammerberg, with, uh, 28th. So he is also out of Anaheim. This guy is a little bit more quiet in the locker room. So um, let me make sure I have um, have that right. Yeah, JTAM is the user. Um, he's an offensive center from Anaheim, 253 TPE. Uh, kind of quiet in the locker room, but um, yeah, seemed like a good guy. So... Uh, as far as what Hamilton needs, Hamilton needed um, probably needed defense at this spot, but um, hard to fault them here. Yeah, this is their first and only pick in the first two rounds. I would have gone defense here, so they have um, they have a a good prospect earning more than 100 TP and an okay prospect earning more than 50. Um, TPE at forward, and then nothing in defense, nothing at goaltender. I probably would have gone defense here, but um, yeah, I don't know. Anaheim is always a always good for a, a good forward, if uh, if I do say so myself. So uh, Toronto then takes Toki Wartooth here, uh, user pickle juice. Um, <clears throat> Wartooth. Uh, This is the 21st overall earner. He's a defenseman, um, 270 TPE. Um, Toronto, as I said before, they need to restock defense, so this does does that. Um, I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible here, but this this Toronto team, if they keep these these new draft picks active, um, they're going to make some noise. I think there's a lot of great talent in Toronto, um, so. Anyway, so this hopefully that uh, user pickle juice will uh, show out for Toronto. Um, yep. Thirtieth um, overall, Los Angeles Panthers. So we're getting close to the to the back of the second round. Uh, Danny White uh, from the Anchorage Armada is the pick. He's a forward. Um, Offensive-minded centerman. Um, User Insane, uh, a recreate, um, 257 TPE. Um, Los Angeles, let's see. Los Angeles previously picked a forward. They're taking another one here. Um, if I'm if I'm them, I'm going defense. But I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what the board looks like at this point. Uh, but that's a that's a decent pick by Los Angeles. So, moving on to thirty-one, the Chiefs take Separa Barrow. This is the sec second goaltender off the board. He's the backup in Anaheim. Um, this is he's a great user, super active. He's on Discord pretty much daily. Um, let's see where he ranked in terms of TPE. Second in goaltender, uh, second among goaltenders, two hundred forty-two TPE. Um, a little bit lower than some of the other users on here but the second highest goaltender as i said um it's a it's a great pick let me let me just real quick scan what minnesota needs at this point um so they took a forward 
They didn't necessarily need a forward. They have some forward prospects. Um, they definitely needed a goaltender. They don't have one. Um, a goaltender or a, def or a defenseman is where I would have gone. But I know, uh, yeah, I know Barrow's going to be a good user. He seems like he's uh, super active. So, <clears throat> and then with 32, the final pick of the second round, that actually got traded. So, um, Manhattan trades uh, their season 56 or 57 second, so whichever one is a non-Reddit, and they get pick number 32. So um, the oh, and then Hamilton skipped them. Okay, the Manhattan Rage take uh, Santu Resinen. Wow, guys, you're killing me here. Santu Racinen. Um, so in terms of where Manhattan is at at this point in the draft, they've taken a forward, they've taken a defenseman. Um, their prospect pool, especially among skaters, was empty. Um, so real quick, let me give you something about Racinen. Oh, come on. All right. There he is. Okay, he's the 30th overall TPE earner at 253. Uh, an offensive, uh, or I'm sorry, a two-way forward at center uh, if, his, if his build stays the same with the FHM switch. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think you can really go wrong if you're Manhattan with this pick. I think you got to just take the best player available. They did trade up to get him. Um, I think it's, it's a good pick. The user seems like... Uh, He's active and um, got an okay bank. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good pick. So they, they had three picks in the first two rounds, and they went two off, uh, two forwards and one defenseman. So um, coming off a cup and restocking their, their prospect pool, they... They uh, look like they are showing up their, their future here in Manhattan. The Rage are going to be contenders maybe for a while. So anyway, um, thanks for fumbling through that with me. Uh, that was um, different than the other ways I've done podcasts before where I've done a, a ton of research before I even started recording. This one was kind of on the fly. So sorry about the, the dead zone. Sorry if that was uh, a little bit boring to listen to. Hopefully you got something out of it. Um, if not, I know I'm going to get paid out of it at least. So this one this one ran about an hour, which is nice. Um, I actually got an alert from my app during the middle of this that my recording was going too long, 55 minutes. So um, I didn't know that we even had that um, restriction here with Anchor. So um, anyway, thanks for listening. I'll stop rambling now um, for you graders out there. Uh, I'll catch you next time on the Troncast.